I can stop. No, go for we it. We are back. And also in pod form. Yes. Do you see what I did there? No, I don't. Well, well instead of being back in pog form. Well, yeah, but why did you say and also? In pod form. Like, you and I are back, but the podcast is back as well. That's true. Yeah, after um, acoustic season uh, was not successful. What are you talking about? It was completely there. We... We, uh, I, I feel like we got a little bit caught up in it. Um, we got involved with a cult and, uh, now we're on the run. No, we're not. We are not. <laughs> Don't be silly. We are not. No. Um, but we yes, we are back. This is, if you've forgotten, this is Punk Ghost Pod, the internet's only podcast, the Chronicles, Fearless Records, Punk Ghost Series. And let's just, let's just, what do you say, get started? Yeah. So this week's song, When We Were Young, by yeah. Adele. Yes. As covered by Andy Black for Punk Goes Pop Everybody 7. Yeah. Things you do, from the way you talk, to the way you move. Everybody here. Is watching you Cause you feel like home You're like a dream come true But if by chance you're here alone Can I have a moment Before I go Cause I've been by myself all night alone Hoping you're someone I used to know. You look like a movie. You sound like a song. My God, this reminds me of when we were young. Let me I need to remember what PGP stands for in my notes. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute. It's, and my brain will always tell me that PGP is Punko's Pod instead of Pop. So Punko's Pod 7. Just like my brain keeps telling me that Andy Black was the lead singer for Motionless in White, it, when in fact he was the lead singer for Black Veil Brides. I keep getting him um, confused with Frank Black, who I think is from the Pixies, but then in turn I get him confused with Frank Turner, who was his own, like thing like he's an artist who does kind of rock kind of stuff I don't know and I get him confused with Mr. Black <laughs> hello my name is Mr. Black so we've done a lot of Adele and this is actually our first Adele episode without well no we did one Adele episode and we also talked about Adele extensively in our best of 2022 episode 2021 episode yes uh, but this is our first episode where we're talking about Adele solo. There's no Richard S. He in this episode. No. So, Richard, hopefully we uh, we do you right with this one. And and we don't uh, disappoint. You Yeah, you always have right of reply on this podcast. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. So, considering that we've done all that, let's just skip all the Adele facts. We Please. Know, we know who she is, so let's talk about the song. Mm-hmm. So, When We Were Young was the second single from the 2015 album, 25. Yep. I believe she wasn't turning 25 with that album. I can't remember. Or had she? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The song was written by Adele and Tobias Gesso Jr., who co-wrote Alive, which was performed by Sia, Slow Hands by Niall Horan, and If You Leave Me Now by Charlie Puth, and was produced by Ariel Rechsteid, who produced the songs Because I'm a Man, The Remix by Haim, All That by Carly Rae Jepsen, and Bitch, I'm Madonna by Madonna. Cool. When We Were Young deals with the theme of worrying about growing older. Mm-hmm. A preview of the song was exhibited on the Australian edition of 60 Minutes. We do love our Adele over here. That's a very weird place. Was a, it? Sorry, you go. No, I was just because it's a very weird place to preview. Like, here's your ticking clock and an old man going, on this episode of 60 Minutes. Was it 60 Minutes where they had secured, like, an exclusive Adele interview for her last album cycle, and then the guy showed up, did the interview with Adele, and then afterwards I think they were just chatting and being friendly, and so Adele was like, oh yeah, what? so what did you think of the album? He was like, oh lol, I haven't listened to it yet. And so then she, like, left the interview, and then her people came back to them and were like, yeah, you can't run that interview. And they'd spent like a million bucks on it or something to I secure mean, it. I got to admit, I feel like that's kind of justified. Like, uh, I don't know, I, like, we've, we've interviewed musicians on this very podcast and I've made it a point to, even if I hadn't listened to their stuff beforehand, I made it a point to have listened to their catalogue before I interviewed them. Oh, I thought you were saying it was justified on his part. No. Yeah, no. No, like, fuck that guy. Like, it's an album. Listen to it. It's like an hour out of your life. So, sorry, it was Weekend Sunrise, so... Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Just as trash. So, um, yeah. Host of Channel 7's Weekend Sunrise, Matt Doran, (laughs) and a crew flew to London for the chat, which was reportedly part of a $1 million package including broadcast rights to Adele's one-night-only television special. It would have been Adele's only Australian interview. And... <laughs> so th- so then there was no Australian interview with Adele. <laughs> it's just like, you fucking, like... And so his whole thing was like, oh, I missed the email that gave me, like, the advance link to the copy. It's just like, but that's literally your job. Like, like what the fuck is wrong with you? You're, you flew over to England. That's like 20 hours. Yeah. Could have listened to it 20 times. Like, I think he kept his job. Yeah. Well. He lost them a million dollars. A million dollars. Like. Imagine that. Like, you pay Adele a million dollars or Adele's people a million dollars to interview Adele. And then it ends up because, lol, I didn't listen to it. You don't get the interview. Yeah. So you did it all. There's, there would be a file of that somewhere, that interview somewhere. And also, like, how hard is it to just fucking make shit up? Just yeah. like, oh, yeah, I really loved it. Like. Yeah, like, I don't know. Sometimes you have to talk to people where you don't have a full idea of what you're talking about, but you can sort of fake it till you make it. Like, it's also just like, this is someone whose art you're talking to them about. Like, at what point, like, did you think at any point that they might go, what did you think of it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, silly. (laughs) 
Anyway, <laughs> that's my um, rant for the evening. So the song reached number 13 on the ARIA charts, 6 in Belgium, 23 in New Zealand and Norway, 14 on the Billboard Hot 100, and number 1 in Canada and the UK. Cool. Uh, what did you think of this song? And be honest, be honest. I, I know that, you know, you might have held some things back about Adele in the past. No. I, look, um, I, obviously I missed this as being like the lead single. Was it the lead single? Well, it didn't have a film Second clip. single. But it doesn't even have a film clip, so it's like. Yeah. Like, and, and like the, the, the charting of it, like it's, you know, better than any song I've ever written and, and recorded. <laughs> But it's not like, like I feel like songs like Rolling in the Deep were definitely like one, like number one yeah. everywhere. Like Hello was probably number one everywhere, whereas this wasn't. Yeah, true. Like it, like when we played it ahead of this episode just to get a refresher on it, like yeah, we did more research on this than the fucking sunrise. Right, though. exactly. It was also weekend sunrise. It wasn't like the sunrise that people watch when they're getting ready for work and everything. It was fucking weekend sunrise. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> like it's familiar to me probably because 25, that would have been, was it 21 or 25 that had rolling in the deep on it? 21. Ah, well then, yeah, that's probably why this song isn't that familiar to me. Cause I didn't hear it on a fucking loop whenever I went home to visit my parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, it's vaguely familiar and like, in Adele's defense, listening to this song plus the covers to sort of get that rounded out idea of what we were talking about for this episode, like by the end of that endeavor, I felt a bit more affectionate towards the song. But honestly, it's just kind of it's fine. I'm gonna say like like because you were saying about having vague feelings about it and like sort of like maybe like remembering it, but maybe not. But like this is gonna sound a little bit weird, but. I feel like Adele can kind of weaponize nostalgia. Like, I feel yeah. like there's something about her packaging, her voice. And I mean this in the best possible way. Like, she just has this sort of, like... I, I feel like in a hundred years' time, she'll still be... Her music will still be popular. I feel like it's it's yeah. it's timeless. And it's not, like... It's not held to any particular decade or time frame. But we can definitely... It definitely sounds like something that we would have even heard as a child. Yeah. Like, it kind of sounds like the music that our parents listened to. It's, yeah, it's very clever, like, packaging, I guess, as you said. Um, yeah, she, her music isn't bound to any particular trends going on in music yeah. because... She doesn't need to fucking do that. But, like, yeah, like, her whole deal is that she's classic. Yeah. Like, to me, she's sort of like the equivalent of like a Michael Bublé but more interesting. Yeah. Like Yeah. And it's because she doesn't does not take much to be more interesting than Michael Bublé. Well, yeah, but like she doesn't stick to just sort of doing like I don't know, has Adele ever done a Christmas album? Like I don't think she has. Well, I think she's only got the three. Yeah, but yeah. like I don't know. It's well, wait, no, because she had 19, 21, 25 and now Oh, 30. did she have a 19? Did yeah. she? Yeah. Okay, so she's got four. I think she did. Um it would almost feel like, and look, she might have shown up on someone else's pop song or something. I wouldn't know. Because, I don't think she would have. Like, I don't know if she really does do guest vocals, but like, there would almost 
be something... It would almost feel like a perversion to have her singing like a Katy Perry song or even like a Taylor Swift, one of her pop yeah. songs or something. Like there would be something really... It would just be like... It would be like that moment where... I don't know if you remember a few years ago where George Lucas was photographed eating at a food court in Adelaide, <laughs> South Australia. And this was like after the Disney deal. So like, it was just a really weird, like, what are you doing in this food court in this mall in South Australia? There's no Star Wars movie coming out anytime soon. What are you doing over here? It's just sort of like this weird, like, what would you, like, why are you in this? Why would you be doing this? Yeah. No, it's, it's always like as much as Adele's music annoys me just because it's not my deal and it's, yeah, yeah I've been over this before, but like, I do very much acknowledge and respect that her music is also quite strategic and that it does, it's evergreen. Like, it's always going to be, listenable, timeless, it's not going to age out of what it is. Yeah. Because it doesn't adhere itself to any particular movement of music that's happening at the time. Yeah. 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 And so, like, this song is very lovely, but also it's just kind of... Like, I definitely prefer this to, like, Rolling in the Deep, for example, Mm. because that song, after just hearing it a bazillion times... So many times. And, like... Yeah. It's... Not my favourite Adele song by any stretch. Like, that would be her cover of that, To Make You Feel My Love. That song is very lovely. Mm. But, like, this is... Yeah, it's cute, but it's also just fine. (laughs) And you you know what my favourite Adele song is. Um, But I... I don't know. What's your favourite Adele song? Skyfall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best, it's, it's hands down the best Bond song. I'm, I'm saying it. It's the best Bond song. Yeah. I, I will at some point, that'll probably be our first Patreon episode. I will talk about all the Bond songs and rank them. See? At some point. But, um, it's refreshing to hear an Adele song that hasn't been overplayed on the radio as well. Like, it's really, it is really quite. Like, a, oh, I, I can come into this. And I'll be honest, I hadn't heard this song. So I, I came into it with entirely fresh ears. And it's... I think there is still a bit of that heartbreak in there. But also, the idea of, hey, we are getting older. Like, at that at that time, she was only... I, I mean, she probably was only about 25? 26, probably, thereabouts. Yeah, I mean, you're not that, that old. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's still a thing that we have to come to terms with and whether we whether we let that you know control our lives or if we can go I'm getting older but I will move on with this I will I will grow old with this essentially yeah like a little bit of an anecdote I didn't shave for a week and I've noticed that like (laughs) the hairs in my facial hair are getting there are more white hairs than before yep and I'm just like (laughs) Okay, I remember a time when that wasn't a thing, but here we are, and that's fine. Yeah, I think, like, I'm already second-guessing myself because, at least in concept, I do find this song very tender and quite lovely. Yeah. And, like, I did a little bit of research while we were just listening to everything ahead of time, and so, like, the liner notes on Genius 
com for the lyrics of this song. Um, there's a cool little passage where they note um, a quote of Adele's where she described the setting of When We Were Young as a party with old friends and acquaintances, with everyone that you've ever fallen out with, everyone that you've ever loved, everyone that you've never loved, and you're all thrown together at this party when you're like 50 and it doesn't matter and you have so much fun and you feel like you're 15 again. Like it's a very... Like, based on the sentiment alone, like, it's a very lovely song. Um, And, yeah, it's, like, the lyrics are really cute. Like, just, yeah, the line in the chorus, let me photograph you in this light in case it is the last time that we might be exactly like we were before we realised we were sad of getting old, it made us restless. It's just like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, that's a bit of a gut punch. And just, like, I, I love the you look like a movie, you sound like a song. Yeah. Like, I think that's I think that's quite beautiful. Yeah. And in its sort of, like, almost, like, lyrical whimsy. Yeah. It. But it's, it's, not, it's not so much a song about, like, hey, enjoy your youth while you have it. It's just, like, we were young and, like, you know, we're allowed to, you know, get a little forlorn at times about that fact that you know maybe we have more we have less days ahead of us than behind us that sort of thing like yeah it is it, i still think it's a little bit like yeah you were only 26 at the time <laughs> yeah but i right think that's part of it is like well, i don't know to quote fucking andy from the office like that i wish there was a way to know you're like you're in the good old times. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, something, something. Which so, is which is it's a riff on that Counting Crows song. Yeah. yeah. Um. Like yeah, I wish we knew these were the good old days while we were still in them. Something, yeah. Something. And it's just like yeah, like I feel like you're n- never too old to have that feeling, like. When you're young enough, you don't think about it. But then as soon as you tick over into, like, your 20s, then you do start to think, like, oh, man. And there's just, like, nostalgia all the way down kind of thing. Mm. Um, And I think, yeah, like, it's easy to sort of be like, oh, how naive we were to be thinking like this when we were 25 and now I'm 30. But it's just like, well, yeah, like, that's the thing is we're not going to get any younger. So, of course, we're always going to miss what's already passed because we're not getting that back. Fortunately, this isn't Midnight Mass where we turn into vampires and then get younger. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I I feel like she's also sort of the perfect person to sing a song like this. Yeah. Like, I've mentioned it in the past, like, I might not go out and buy her albums and I might not listen to her songs or anything, but, like, I do, I do still, I like Adele and because she does feel, she does feel very real to me. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like, I know you love them, but like, I feel like there is something manufactured even still about Taylor Swift. How could you? Whereas, whereas even just like when you, like, cause I know that you listen to the albums a lot in your parents' car, but like I was in the car at one point listening to Adele with you and your parents and they were listening to the live album, just like the way that she talks with the crowd. It's just like, and like laughs and stuff like that. It's just very very real and i'm not saying that she's like she's just like us because she's also she's also would be massively like multi 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 millionaire like yes 
I'm not, I don't have those illusions that she's just a regular person anymore, but like, I don't know, I feel like, I, I feel like there is a realness to her and I feel like she could, well, you know, she, yeah, just has that sort of experience to say like, this is, you know, like, yeah, what it was like when we were young and whatever. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling now. <laughs> Do we want to talk about Andy Black? Mr. Black. You sound like a song. My God, this reminds me of when we were young. Let me find. So, Andy Black. Uh, I don't know why I wrote his birth date and name and everything. Oh, fuck him. He's younger than me. Born Andy Beersack in 1990. He hails or hailed from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Ohio, Maud. He is the founder and lead vocalist of the hard rock band Black Veil Brides. Mm-hmm. He attended Catholic elementary school where he was bullied for the way he dressed. Wouldn't they have just worn a uniform? If you're at a Catholic school. Yeah, but like, I don't know, I remember I remember going even in, in a public school and we had a uniform, but like, you could still sort of do things to make it your yeah. own. Like, I had black hair and like a fringe and, That's you true. know, Me too. black nails and that sort of stuff. Me too. I wore a studded belt. Um, <laughs> you know, you could still do things to kind of make it your own. That's true. Um... He would write about his school experience in the Black Veil Bride's song, Knives and Pens. Now, I showed you Knives and Pens. Yep. Uh, they, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've only listened to that song, so I don't know how Black Veil Brides evolved from that. Yeah. I get the feeling that they're very inspired by Cockrock. Yeah. Like, in, the, in their later days, like, very much inspired by bands like Motley Crue. Yep. Um, but for, like, they're like a dark Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so basically I was like, I was waiting for, I was watching the, we were watching the film clip and I was like, I'm waiting for the, the kid who's getting bullied to do something, but he didn't. Um, and so like now it makes, it makes even more sense that that was a personal experience for him. Yeah. Uh, so, oh yeah. In 2016, alongside asking Alexandria lead vocalist, Ben Bruce. Lead guitarist. Lead guitarist. Sorry. Andy Black starred in the supernatural musical thriller American Satan. The film received positive reviews and a spin-off series, Paradise City, was released in 2021. And that's, ah. that's on Amazon Prime. Ah. And I can't remember. It's either an actor who looks a lot like him or it is Andy Black in that show. It, I think it is him. I saw on his Wikipedia page. He, he is a very striking-looking person. Machine Gun Kelly did a cover of that 
I've never known a girl like you before. <laughs> Except he does it in like classic Machine Gun Kelly style, so it's just like, ugh. I still like it, but it's just like, that's a cop out. I was expecting like, the Anyway. So the cover of When We Were Young features Andy Black's wife, Julie, uh, Juliet Sims. Who back in the day was the lead singer of American Love Letter. Yeah. American? No. Automatic Love Letter. Yeah. Um, I purely remember her and that band name from reading, I think, Spin back in the day. Or what was the other one? Revolver? No. Alternative Press? Yeah, I think it was Alt Press. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you listen to them? No. I remember li- like looking at that and being like, oh, how cool, and then just not doing anything about no. it. I I listened to one of his solo albums. Yeah. And I was really... Because it said like goth, um, like goth pop, goth electronic. And I was like, I was really excited because I was expecting like Sisters of Mercy inspired Duran Duran, Depeche mm. Mode. And it's really not. It's it's very like, it is very pop focused. He just kind of strikes me as like Michael Bublé with a fringe. Well, we were watching, and we can get into it a little bit later, but he kind of, it feels like he's trying to be like the dark Brendan Urie. Yeah. Um, but like not as successful. And like, it's, it's, it just doesn't work. For, I was really, I was just really hoping, because I basically like, I like two genres of music. I like extreme metal and 80s synth pop. Yeah. It's basically me. That's who I am. And I was like, fuck yeah, if that's what he does. And it's like, <laughs> It's synthy and it's like I was expecting like a modern version of what I'm sort of talking about is Drab Majesty, where it's like it's poppy, it's very synthy, but it's very dark at the same time. Yeah, and it it just wasn't that. Except Matt Skiba was on one of his songs, so oh okay, there you go. Sick. Um, <laughs> so I I was uh, yeah not too fussed on that, but I I don't mind this cover. I was about to ask, so that's a good segue. I I do like that they've added things like there's like the big kind of drums and I think strings the dun 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 yeah comes in. Um, I don't know I like the juxtaposition between the two of them. Yeah, he has a good voice. He has a good voice. Um, he doesn't have a like like a as we we mentioned him before, but like he doesn't have that like. Brendan Urie level of yeah range. He can hold his own, but like, yeah. I, I just kept laughing to myself watching the film clips. Like, it does have a very pretty film clip where it's sort of like... It's black and white. And yeah, it's like him in a suit looking into the middle distance and being wistful and then uh, Juliet like lounging on a piano in like a sequined gown. But I just kept laughing because I kept thinking of like Michael and Jan and like I was just going to say music. that, yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's just what I had in my head the whole and time. She's basically wearing the same outfit. She's wearing like the the sort of like cocktail dress with and... like a fur stole, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that just made me chuckle a bit. And just like looking so stoic and so wistful. And it's just like, I asked you, I was like, how many hours of the day does he spend just like looking away into the distance? I think... I think it's going to rain. 
Yeah, there's something like I enjoy the cover perhaps more than the original. Yep. But in saying that, it still doesn't hit what I wanted to get out of the cover. Yeah. Because he's not quite hitting the right emotional note that I want to get from it. Like, he has that weird kind of stilted, like, pseudo-British accent happening. Mm. But it just makes it sound a bit... I don't know. There's Like, like some Alex weird... Gasgarth when we interviewed him last week. Yeah, exactly. But just, like, this real sort of affectation to it. And, like, her voice is very lovely as well. But, again, like, they're both slightly muted from what I think they would need to be to really tick this over into, like, holy shit, that was really good. And that's, that's, that was my sort of gripe with it, was with his solo stuff, was, like, I was really expecting that 80s British sound. Yeah. And it's more just, like, like, there's the occasional bit of synth, but it's mostly just American pop. Yeah. And it just kind of, it, it, I don't know, it was sort of, like... When someone, not leaves a band, but when someone starts their own side project from a band and it's like, you sort of have taken time away from that to just do this. Like, yeah. I don't like, I don't want to shit on it too much. Like, it's, he has an idea of something else that he wants to do while still staying true to the Black Veil Brides fans, mm. but maybe trying to find a new audience. Yeah. So, you know, I would, I would rather a musician do start a solo project to to be able to exercise that other creative drive that they're feeling. Yeah. Then bring that into the other band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are Black Veil Bride still going? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like this is an interesting case study into what a 2000s era or like 2010s era alt musician could do to age out of like the cringe element of yeah what they used to do yeah like like we've already mentioned like Brendan Urie's probably the closest competitor I guess he would I, I don't think anyone else was doing songs with Taylor Swift so that's true yeah um but yeah it's I don't know there's just some like I reckon I'll probably keep listening to it after this and I'll probably start to enjoy it a bit more once I've listened to it a couple of times more. But yeah, to me, like, and I showed you the song before we started recording, like, Brendan Urie did this better with his own song, Golden Days. And the clock just makes the colours turn to grey Forever younger growing up just the same All the memories that we make will never change We'll stay drunk, we'll stay Which has the same kind of sentiment to what Adele is like hint- well not hinting at but like talking about with when we were young so Golden Days is off the album Death of a Bachelor which was released back in like when was it? 2016 um, and it's a similar sort of 
idea where it's sort of musing on the idea of like, oh, like how, like we're all getting older, but like let's just capture this moment as it is right now. Yeah. Again, because we're not going to have it ever again, da-da-da. So like, for instance, the chorus, he says, don't you wonder when the light begins to fade and the clock just makes the colours turn to grey? Forever younger, growing older, just the same. All the memories that we make will never change. We'll stay drunk, we'll stay tan, let the love remain. And I swear that I'll always paint you golden days. And it's just like, to me, there's pretty striking parallels between the two songs. But because Brendan has curated that image of being like a Sinatra-esque like mm. vocalist over however many years now since Panic splintered off, he executes it so much better than Andy Black could. Yeah. And, like, it sort of has the right level of, like, bombastic, like, saxophones and, like, horn sections and, like, spectacle, where I think out of Andy Black's cover or someone doing a similar cover, I would want them to really turn, like, the ham element up a bit. Um, Yeah, kind of go... I don't know, we had the we had the soulful version that was Adele's like go a little bit wild with it. And I think that's like before I knew what Andy Black's whole deal was, this song is so ripe with nostalgia that like it would suit just a like bratty pop punk cover so well. Because it, that's that's looking back at when we were young and when he was young cuz yeah. He's not the same age. He's younger than me. Fuck him he's for being younger than me. So. Well, yes, but he's he's younger than me. Fuck him for being younger than me and being so talented and handsome. But like, it yeah, it just again like lyrical content alone. It's just like man, this just sounds like it was ripped out of like fucking the Atari's like journals or something. I mean, that was the that's the Atari's whole shtick. Well, is exactly. Looking it's... back at the good old days. But yeah, just like the whole idea of like taking photographs to remember and like trying to make everything really cinematic and like beautiful. I know that's a common trait across multiple genres, but like it just feeds into like a really snotty or like really just slightly crap like California pop punk Mm. sort of song. Or even even go back and like make it sort of like a throwback to like 80s yeah pop like it could be done and it feels like like for what we've listened to this week the covers the covers that we talk about don't deviate from the original like he does do enough to go you know we ask the question to other people what what do you think makes a good cover and the answer is usually well a song that's faithful to the original while also, you know, doing its own thing. Yeah. And it does. It does do its own thing. Yeah. And, and I definitely a lot of thought was put into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, I don't know. It is just sort of lacking that thing, that thing that goes, oh uh, yeah. Cause like the sort of the band, like the big band kind of element to it. That's Adele's. Yeah. Do yours. Do yeah. Do what you think when you were young, what you would have wanted to hear. Yeah. Almost. Like, don't do not do this song for me. Do this song for you and what you would have thought, you know, 15-year-old Andy Black would have would have loved to have heard. Yeah. 
In his defense, I like that he very happily leaned into like the crooner sort of image for this song, at least. I think that's his thing for his solo stuff, is Which it? I like. Like, I really respect yeah. that, that he's not trying to shoehorn in, like, but don't forget, I'm also in Black Veil Brides. Yeah, like, like, he definitely does enough to go, yes, I'm the lead singer of Black Veil Brides, but right now I'm not. Yeah. 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 I don't know, I feel like... I kind of feel like that was Davey Havoc and Jade? Yeah, Puget. Puget, yeah. I feel like that was kind of their thing when they did Black Audio. Yeah. But it didn't quite work. Yeah. Um, and then and then they're in this new band, Extremist, and it's just like, well, we're just a hardcore band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Black Audio just kind of sounded like it will, like, sing the Sorrow era AFI, but sort of... But all bit, electronic. But then, like, Dreamcar sort of leans further enough away from it that it sounds separate. Was Dreamcar the one with the No Doubt people? Yeah, yeah. Did they do a full album of that, or was it just... I think they did, yeah. yeah. I would love to hear Davey Havoc do just all sorts of different styles of music. Yeah. Like... I would love to hear Davey Havoc doing, like, a a goth pop album. Like, a synth pop, goth pop album. would love to hear that. I'd like to hear him take on this song. Yeah, that would be interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah. Davey, if you listen. <laughs> we're, we're, first off, we're big fans. Yes. Massive fans. Usually love when your we're, work. Usually when we're on a road trip, one of your albums comes out. Absolutely. Um, give, give this song a go. You know. There we go. That's my... That's my call out to to Davy. like a bunch of other covers we thought we'd just talk about the one cover yeah um so it's no Davey Havoc but it's Davey Grohl (laughs) well Dave Grohl and his daughter Violet do a pretty cute little collab on this song which by which I mean Dave plays guitar and Violet sings sings very beautifully yeah um yeah she, I, I get the feeling that he's, like, I get the feeling he's very daggy at home. Oh, yeah. A daggy dad. And I feel like she's taken on his daggy qualities. Yeah. As well. And, like, she mentions, he was like, oh, yeah, so we've played this song before. And she's like, yeah, my fourth grade talent talent show. And it was like, just imagining. That's such a dick move on their part. It's, it's so funny to be like, I'm going to do a... I'm going to do a, a talent show. I'm going to enter the talent show and I'm going to bring my father, lead singer of probably <laughs> the world's biggest rock band at the moment, <laughs> Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters. That's so rude. To, to come and play this song with me. And I, I would love to know where they came. 
Like if they if they won it, <laughs> if there was like someone who was like, no, only like Everlong, get out of here. True, because it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because it's like if you let Violet win with her dad, then it's like, well, yeah, because yeah. your dad is Dave Grohl. But then if you don't let her win, then it's like, but she had Dave Grohl. Like, what are you talking about? Like. Probably, I would imagine, the school that she went to, there was probably a lot of other celebrities' children there. But it's just so funny. Yeah, I brought my dad, Dave Grohl, out to fucking sing this song with me at the talent show. And I must admit, like, because I'm not in that moment listening to the clip that we just showed you, like, I also find it a bit of a dick move to, like, (laughs) like force your, your daughter's singing onto an entire crowd of people who paid to see your band. <laughs> I've seen I've seen worse cases of nepotism. Yeah. I've definitely seen worse cases of nepotism. Um I I don't mind it because it's I would imagine Foo Fighters probably do a what, two and a half to maybe three hour long set. Yeah. And this was six minutes. That is out true. Of, out of that and it's a cute moment. She is very talented. She's very talented. As I said, they're very they're very charming together. Yes. Very daggy and yeah, it's just it's a, it's a little moment for him to share with her. It is a little bit of like I do also get what you're saying though like I didn't pay to see Violet Girl play. I yeah. I can't I paid to see. <laughs> and my and, and I sort of was talking about like that thing of like when singers go you sing the song. No, I'm paying you to sing the song. Yeah. Like, I've talked about it before, but when when the lead singer of Refused, when it comes to new noise, throws the microphone to the crowd for the Can I Scream bit, no. A part of what I'm paying for is literally those three words coming out of your mouth specifically. You do it. I cannot scream. No. So... I get it. But also, like, I don't know, I think it's fun. She, As you said, she has a very nice voice. It is very wholesome. Like, it's it's not a case of, my daughter's not talented, but she wants to do this. To be fair, that would be hilarious if, like, his daughter just sucked at singing. But he's just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, here she is, Violet, yay! Like... <laughs> you all like me, right? Well... I would be really disappointed if you didn't like my daughter. Just like the equivalent of, like, that girl in... The Killing of a Sacred Deer, how she's so bad, but she just, like, keeps going with choir. It's like, Jesus. And yeah, because, like, she's she's practicing in front of the parents, and they're like, oh, it's so good, honey. And then she's she's singing Burn by Ellie Goulding for the boy, and she's so bad. And mm. so... It just goes and goes and goes, and she, it just... It's just so uncomfortable. It's painful. <laughs> but. but this is this is cute. And, yeah, that's about it. It's cute. Yeah. You know. Is the rest of the package cute? Hell yeah or yeah, nah? I give it all a hell yeah. I think I do too. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel I don't feel annoyed by this song. And, I'm, and as I said, like, I feel like it's refreshing for me to do an Adele song that's not one of her hits. True. Um, and to not hear that and to, to, to sort of go through as... You know, something that I hadn't heard before. And, and I do, I do like what Andy does with this. Um, even if it, even if it sounded like I didn't 
yeah. beforehand. Um, I do like what he and Juliet do yeah. with this. Um, and they do make it their own. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm more or less on the same page. Like, I'm curious to listen to more of Andy Black's stuff. Yeah. Um, just to get a feel for it. And I have a feeling the next time I listen to this, I'll be like, oh yeah, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. that's been the return of Punko's Pod. It has. We will see you next time. This has been When We Were Young. It has. <laughs>